Welcome back to the Pursue Podcast. We are today joined by Charlotte Crisp directly via Teams from London, England. Hi. Hello. How Hi, are you doing? How are you? Yeah, I'm great. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you. Excited to do this. Yeah, we're excited to do this as well. Where's your cup of tea? I know. <laughs> you know what? I don't even have a glass of water next to me, which is actually, uh, I've just realized that's an issue, but yeah. sorry. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah. I've uh, I've lived a couple of years in in London and uh, had my fair share of tea types of tea throughout the years. Uh, now more of a coffee drinker, but uh, same same with me. And you know what? I think that's probably the first thing that I was asked when I went over to the states. That and um, I got away for a good amount of time telling them it was just after um, what, William and Kate got married, and I told them that I was the person that gave the rings over to them. They 100% fell for it yeah. for a good amount of time. And I think there's some good stories about that. I think we had one where we told someone that we we the way we got over to the states was to we drove the bridge, um, <laughs> you know, via maybe Iceland and then yeah, yeah. I remember I said I was a I was the prince of Norway because you know they've never seen like blue eyes and blonde long hair. So I was like the prince. Yeah, I'm the prince of Norway. Yeah. What's up? How are you doing? <laughs> Take, taking advantage, yeah. taking advantage. But, uh, so obviously, uh, Charlotte, uh, you started your college adventure at Pearl River Community College in Mississippi and later went on to the University of Montevallo in Alabama. Now you're back in London working for the number one gym and is also creating your own online platform to provide specific training related programs for people. So it's really cool to have you here. I'm like, I'm excited for this episode and, and to talk Thank to you. Thank you. It's an interesting journey, and we'll um, we'll start at the beginning because I remember I met you and your dad and your friend Sophie who also ended up going to college, and her dad. We 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 met at a Costa Coffee. Uh, this was in the early days, probably 2010. Uh, Stu, me, and, and obviously you you guys, and you were interested in going to the states. And we we met up at Costa Coffee, and we we had a talk about how the process will be answered the questions uh, you had and by you i don't mean you particularly it was more your dad sophie and her dad asking questions i remember <laughs> you you were maybe shy and just uh, digesting all the information in the background but do you remember the, the first uh, the first oh, step so well so well yeah it's such a uh, funny that all, the biggest decision of my life happened in costa coffee <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> um, but yeah i remember it really well i remember it really well i actually I probably didn't really know what was going on. I knew that I wanted to play football and I didn't necessarily want to go to university. I watched Bend It Like Beckham, honestly, once and was like, that's what I'm going to do. I want to go and meet David Beckham at an airport and go play football in America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's uh, uh, that's another... I've never heard that motivation. Well, I can understand that we've had a couple of... Uh, student athletes who were down in Miami that actually met up with David Beckham. Uh, he's obviously based there. Uh, so we've seen some pictures of some student athletes who helped with David Beckham, but did you ever get close to him? You know what, actually, only at a book signing in London. Yes. And I remember I, I just, I think I fell to my knees. <laughs> just play it cool, Charlotte. <laughs> I didn't. And he just signed your book or did you tell him all about your Pearl River University of Montevallo journey? feel like it happened just before 
And the one question I asked him was, uh, do you think your football talent is natural or do you think you've worked hard for it? I remember so well. And you know what? I actually forgot the book that he signed. I just walked off. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> here's the book. <laughs> okay, funny. Um, but yeah, so, so Costa Coffee, we, I guess we... We, we told you and answered enough questions for you to feel comfortable that, yes, let's do this. And we, we started the process and you, you and Sophie actually worked with, with Stu on, on finding the right home. And uh, your your process, I was not personally involved with that. I remember we, we all uh, uh, help each other with, with finding options, but there's one lead on the case, which was Stuart at this time, right? The CEO at, at uh, College Scholarships USA. And you, you ended up with having a choice in in your recruiting process where you and toby your dad flew over uh to to, mm. to check it out to make sure you landed on the on, on the right place how, how was that yeah. um i was incredibly unfortunate that my my dad my parents my family offered that um and yeah we went over to visit two i think we did it all in one week um and I just knew, we visited Pearl River first. Uh, I met the crew, I was super tired. I barely mingled with the girls, I remember that. And then we were taken to practice the next day with Coach Bird um, and very much just feeling like this is just insane. I can't believe I'm here. Um, but I, it just felt so natural, like I was meant to be there. I know it sounds cliche, um, but it just felt like the right decision. But we did go over to the second college um, and I just didn't get that same feeling. So for that, I'm so grateful that we were actually able to see two colleges and I was able to pick from um, from one of them. Yeah, because it's uh, not not everybody gets the chance to just go over and, and do a tour. And, and, you know, the ones that do, typically we can... Uh, you can squeeze in maybe three school visits in a week. You know, you do two days each, some, some travel in between. It depends a little bit how, how far away the colleges are. But here, you you had two, one in Tennessee, one in Mississippi, mm. not too far away from each other. But it is valuable to be able to see it with your own eyes. Maybe also, oh, gotcha. it it's maybe easier now. You know, this, is, this was more than 10 years ago where... You know the videos, the virtual tours, everything. Now it, it's probably easier to get a good feel for exactly mm -hmm. how what it looks like. And that's back to when I made my decision. I could choose between going to uh, University of South Florida in Tampa, big Division One school, or University of South Carolina Upstate, which is where I ended up at. You know, it's two very different schools. But for me, it, it was hard to distinguish. I didn't see those differences. And this was back in 2004. So even like, the internet mm. didn't really help me that much at that point. But valuable, nonetheless, to come over and, and see it, not just on paper, make the decision. Yeah, uh, yeah, massively. Like following, just, just have, you know, you know, when you just walk in somewhere and you just feel, you can just feel it. Like I'm a very big believer of that. And that's exactly how I felt. It's the reason why I went with college scholarships over the other agency. Like I just felt comfortable. I felt like this is, is such a big move. And especially as like my parents, like they're sending their kid over at 18 years old to go to another continent. And as you said back then, travel really wasn't a massive thing. I think people had started traveling the world, etc. but to be sending your daughter over to the States at 18 is a massive thing. So I was very fortunate that I could go and visit the schools. Yeah. And then there's obviously the gut feel and you, you walking onto the pitch and just feeling, okay, this could be my home 
uh, for the next two years? Because Pearl River is a, is a junior college. You do your first two years mm-hmm. there, uh, whereas the other school that you visited in Tennessee was a four-year school. So in theory, you could have done your full bachelor's in one place mm-hmm. if you would have chosen mm-hmm. to go with a school in Tennessee. But you ended up with a, with a two-year school. And how uh, did, was that part of your decision-making at all, that you then had to find somewhere new after you graduated with your two-year associate's degree? I'm sure it probably was. Um, not to that I remember, really. Um, it it kind of runs parallel with the rest of my life. I'm very good at being in a place for a short amount of time, then getting up and leaving. So if I look back on it, it actually worked perfectly for me. Uh, however, I'm, I know that when we finished the two years, everyone wished it was a four-year college. It was just that good. I had just had the best experience there on and off the field. Um, and I would come back to England and I'd be so lost i i finally had gone over and found a place where i was amongst people that shared the same passion the same interests and people that wanted to train people that wanted to play football whereas i'd grown up with not really any females playing football around me other than my football team but i mean at school there might have been one other girl playing so actually to then be in an environment where everyone loves sports and then the education is just it's a bonus really for the people that love sports that much um, and then just being able to live as much of a professional lifestyle as as possible, um, I loved it. I loved having it there for two years. I'd only I only wish that it was a four year college. Um, and then obviously moving on to the next college, it was definitely hard because you've made friendships, you've settled down in another continent. But that's just a part of life. You've always got to keep looking forward and onto the next thing, and then just take it as it comes. Yeah. And you, because you tell us a bit more about your background in in London and where you played the level and and how would that compare to eventually coming over to the states. So I played for Wimbledon predominantly growing up. Um, it was a good level, won a few leagues, um, but it was never something that I took necessarily. I lo- I enjoyed playing. I don't think I was naturally talented. I worked hard and I was a good player. Um, so when I'd gone over to the States, I was very fortunate. Again, my, my parents had hired a, a PT for me to kind of just have a bit of sports-specific training, which is why I'm so passionate about what I do now, um, to be able to offer that to a wider audience. Um, definitely helped me, but I don't think I was ready for the heat, the intensity of the training, training, I guess it's Monday to Friday, playing at the weekends. It was a really big transition that I definitely didn't take any consideration towards I just really did just move I just moved over there and just kind of took it as it came uh and yeah it took me a year to probably settle down properly gain the confidence on the field around the people that I I played with I played some with some really good players one of them's an all-american in the end um and so I, it did hit my confidence a little bit, but I grew into myself, started understanding how Americans played football. And actually, I was playing at a very good level. And it all slowly came together for me, just with a lot of hard work and consistency. Yeah. And you, how did you find the... Um, of course, there's a transition. I think you, you cannot come from Europe or Northern Europe, like uh, Scandinavia or, or the UK, London, even though there's we have nice summers, but to come over to a Mississippi summer which is maybe 35 to 40 degrees celsius it's it's humid like crazy there and Mm. just walking up a staircase you you start sweating properly you know it's uh, and then you get into 
super air conditioned apartment which is almost yeah. like cold and then you, you have the, the switch it, it's very different and i think uh, yeah. it does take uh you, you cannot prepare for that uh, other no, than just coming there and, and right? yeah i mean you should have a glass of water next to you like you don't have now at, at all times carrying mm. around the water bottle um mm. yeah, so, yeah yeah and and trolls you even though you weren't in the South like we were, because I was in South Carolina and here, Charlotte in Mississippi, it's Massachusetts on a hot summer day. It's boiling hot. Yeah, it's, it is. Like you said, my first preseason was 40 Celsius degrees. That was, it was that every single day. And it, it's, that's the tough thing to explain to new clients coming in because they always think, that, oh, it's, that's up north in the U.S. It's going to be so cold all the time. And I'm like, no. Boston is on the same, what do you say, latitude as Lisbon in, in Portugal, right? So it is super hot. And I, al I always remember we had like these gallons of water that we just carried with us. Yeah, like the, the in, yeah. big one. The yeah. four, a gallon is four liters pr pretty much. Yeah. And you just carry that and drink drink off that. Yeah, and in the middle of Boston downtown as well, like it's it gets super hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're really taking me back with that now and thinking of how hot it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah, but it's, you know, as the fall, this is in August and you, you know, you step off the plane in like this wall of heat and then, but it gets super nice throughout the fall. You know, when, you, when you're in mid-October and it's just beautiful weather, perfect mm -hmm. for, for, to play football or soccer as they call it and, um but by then the season has kind of ended so <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> really it's it's too like short of a season them. unless you can get through to playoffs and and, and do well which uh, you know a lot of people do end up playing till end of november but yeah it's um but then academically you the route you did in 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 london you you went uh, you did your gcses and then you did your six form the the, the a levels and mm. then straight straight after finishing just get on the plane and go to mississippi pretty much that's how i remember it yeah I, it was very hard obviously leaving everyone i remember there being a lot of tears um i cried pretty much probably the whole journey um but soon i i, I really did settle in so quick um i really liked the fact that you could change your degree uh it felt weird because i almost felt like i was redoing a levels because the first two years are kind of you're doing all the broad subjects um but i did end up going into kinesiology because that was the closest i could find to sports science um and yeah as i said it was kind of like a byproduct and now looking back with the job that i do have i and working for an american company i know that kinesiology is recognized in the state so i have no doubt that it helped me get my position uh in the job that i do have now so once again no regrets So Charlotte, you obviously ended up at Pearl River um, your first year. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how the transition from playing in England to playing at, you know, college soccer uh, in the U.S. was for you? It was a complete zero to one hundred. Um, the what we did outside of off the pitch and what we did on the pitch, the intensity was there. It was structured the weight training that went alongside of it as well. Um, the no alcohol that you are literally like, if you don't perform uh, on the, in the classroom, you're not going to be played. You're going to be in study hall, etc. cetera. Um, actually on the field, a very different game. It was a lot more 
I'd say a lot more tactical than technical. Um, a lot of long balls I know that the Americans love. Um, but just massively the fitness side to it, I think. Um, and again, just the confidence and just being very aware that I was in their territory. Um, especially with like being in Mississippi, I was I was the only foreigner there. I think um, in the, in so the whole in the whole them. state of Mississippi, you felt yeah, like really. you were the only foreigner. <laughs> yeah, because uh, really. that is deep in the south, right? It is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've studied in the south, and it's uh, uh, still it was very international at the school. But you know, it, that is not the typical place where people come to. Mm-mm. vacations and, and stuff like no, this it, i think i was the only i was the only foreigner at the school yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've forgotten that actually so confidence wise i know that if i didn't have the confidence on the field or have the confidence in myself i didn't necessarily perform which is why it just took me a very long time just to settle make friends so that i felt comfortable around people to build a confidence on and off the field and when it when it eventually came I became captain. I became an all-state player in my second year. So that's why I just I'm so dead I'm so passionate about hard work and just always showing up um because you will get the results. You may not be the most technical player, you may not be the best player, but as long as you put that hard work in, that coach is going to know is going to see you. If you're turning up, if you are early to practice, if he sees you out of his window and you're kicking balls on the field um that he can see he 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 or she sorry will um will reward you at some stage um yeah yeah it's in, it's important and that is uh i think the uh, college sports not just soccer i'm talking any sport and not just in college but uh, the american hustle the grind yeah i think that is one thing the uh, international student athletes quickly learn that hey if you show grit and grind you you can get far mm-hmm uh it's so true because it's all set up for you to the support network and it's right there but you actually have to actually take advantage of it right it's not like people will just tell you to do so you have to have that inner motivation to yeah if you want to want to be the one shooting the free kicks and scoring the goals well you need to practice your free kicks and that's not done in the training so you have to do that on your own and show that you can yeah you want to do it so uh, yeah you you get rewarded for that and we we, we've spoken to many about awards and and winning that you 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 know team captain is a is a great accomplishment within the group but then more the external awards like the all state meaning you're one of the best players in the division in in mississippi that that is uh it's nice to get recognized for those those things God, yeah, it makes all of the hours that you've put in, all of the hardships and all the obstacles that you face, eventually, like, it's like, oh, it was all worth it because it is. And I think that's a part of life. And that's, it's those hardships that I faced there. It was all those experiences that now I use in my in my work that I do and in my job that I do now. I know I've got the, the results to show from it that I succeeded through hard work and consistency well i can still do that now in everyday life which is why the experience over in the states is so amazing because i don't think you don't experience that in england and i i speak to friends and the first year is very much like you get pit you get drunk and you kind of turn up to lectures sometimes but you are always being held accountable when you're in the states and i love the competition side of it as well 
they were competitive in the classroom, they wanted their grades, they were competitive on the field. And I'd lost that almost in England. Um, but then it started, eventually came out of me in the States. Um, so I started to do the exact same, uh, which again, just trans over, transfers over to everyday life, which I think is so important. Yeah. So the American culture then fit the, it's perfectly for for your mindset. Uh, yeah. but, but did you, were there other teammates that, and obviously you didn't have any international teammates uh, in Mississippi. You had in 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 Montevallo in Alabama, but were there people that struggled uh, with, with this and that didn't really live up to the standards? Yes and no. Um, I don't like. There wasn't many like dropouts as such. I think my second university, yes. The first university, not so much. Not that I remember. I think, especially going over there as a foreigner, you quickly realise how much, how many responsibilities that you have. You've got a massive time difference. You've got to take everything upon yourself. Like the small things don't matter anymore. Um, and I know that forming friendships, like that, was a big thing that we used to speak about. Um, they would, they'd be upset that they couldn't see their family at the weekends because we'd be travelling, etc. But then they'd quickly look at me and be like, actually, to be fair you haven't seen your family in like four, four and a half months. So perspectives and that, but no, I think you choose to, you, you choose to play football there. The scholarship obviously helps. And I think if they do go over on a scholarship just because they want like their schooling paid for, they don't last long uh, like anything in life uh, because they quickly realize how intense it is to live a student athlete lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you, you're getting paid, you know, quote unquote, mm -hmm. in, through the scholarship and that comes with demands and uh, yeah. of course they it is very important uh, and this is the reason why why they have athletic departments that this is a way to represent the school it's uh, mm -hmm. deeply ingrained in their culture and yeah it's expected that you <laughs> that you do, do at least the minimums but hopefully more to to get but results yeah. for your school um, yeah yeah but then mississippi it's just a short drive from, from Hattiesburg where Pearl River was at to go to a beautiful city like New Orleans. Did you venture down there with, with your American friends? <laughs> yeah, Mardi Gras. I just didn't really understand the whole obsession with beads. <laughs> it wasn't really my thing. Uh, well, yeah, what is the Mardi Gras for, for, for everyone listening in? Just imagine streets filled with people buses, floats, cars, and people just throwing music and people just throwing beads all day and just collecting those beads, putting them around your neck, drinking and having a lot of fun. With like a <laughs> festival, with like a carnival. and, and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Think of a carnival. I am actually unsure of the history behind it and where it stemmed from. I probably should know, uh, but that's 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 how I saw it. Yeah. But, but New, yeah, New Orleans very famous for for that. Uh, and I guess mm. it's, it's in February the the Mardi Gras. Uh, it was definitely an off season. Yeah, yeah February or March. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, like New York, they have St. Patrick's Day. Boston has St. Patrick's Bo Day. Boston, yeah. Boston, of course. American love just any excuse just to. Have yeah, and that and that party. that is one of my favorite thing about the U.S. Yeah. yeah, there's always they're, something. They're all they're, they're all always Irish. Something. Yeah, they're all Irish on this. <laughs> yeah, really. Day. It's uh, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, I was in New York one time for saw the parade and 
And you were Irish, right? Yeah. I was Irish then. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Macron <laughs> from <laughs> from Dublin. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, but this is part of experiences that mm-hmm. you cannot. You have to experience those to really understand the culture gotcha. and, yeah, yeah. and and to see so many cool things. Um, I love the crawfish boils. Those were great. I still remember. It was uh, a basketball player. He was the first person, <laughs> the only person to help me break the head off of the, the crawfish, which is similar like a shrimp. But they literally will have like a bathtub, imagine, and it's just filled with crawfish, sausages, potato, I think. It's quite spicy. And you literally just stand over this craw- like this tub and just eat crawfish. Uh, so so- social, social eating, just around the bathtub yeah. with Yeah, with just, like the American crawfish. way. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, all those are fun memories. Uh, you, you ended up finishing up your associate's degree, which is the two years, and then your, your journey at Pearl River came to an end. You wish you could have had two more years there, but uh, you were done yeah. with your degree. And then, you know, to get your get your full bachelor's degree, you take the last two years at a different school. And that's when you ended up transferring, getting a new scholarship uh, at the University of Montevallo in, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. uh, just south of Birmingham. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is obviously a big city in the UK. Is it <laughs> like uh, I don't know the history of Birmingham, no. Alabama, but it's a, it's one of the bigger cities in in the state of Alabama. It is, and again, not really much going on. Uh, that transition, I had to take. I think it was the ACT to transfer over to try and get a better scholarship. Um, but when we were there, we obviously had bigger universities. So the fortunate thing with, with these small colleges that I went to, we had big D1 colleges around us. So we had Mississippi State, we had Southern Miss. So if you ever wanted to go to like a D1, like I mean, picture what you've got behind you. That's what that's what you would experience. So tailgating at the weekends during right. off season, etc. So you still could live that D1 lifestyle. Um, on the side of what you were doing which was quite good even though you were in the the midst of just like nothing around you but uh because that's the big american football huge spectacle and Mm. you know there's not many pro teams i believe in in mississippi so you know the schools with maybe 70 80,000 people on the weekends would gather and 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 see the american football game and it is just a social thing and tailgating which is to Kind of like a pre-party out of the mm. back of your truck, pickup truck mm. with barbecue mm-hmm. and and yeah, dancing, music, getting ready for the game, pretty much. Life uh, was so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It really was. It's been a while since I've been to a proper tailgate. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it, it's um, uh, again more of those cultural great experiences you have. And I remember mm. going to the big. Uh, University of South Carolina Gamecocks game at uh, their massive stadium. Uh, and people don't care so much about the game. <laughs> it's more about oh, the spectacle time. of yeah, of everything. Yeah. Of course, it is, you know, in the end, the Gamecocks, uh, the home team, they, they won the game. But I just felt uh, for the families and the people there, it was just as important being like there sports, it's such a social thing over there like it's it's to watch it on the tv or it's like i got the people like my friends families like they would just take me in every weekend they'd be like bring her along bring the foreigner along is literally what my friend's mom used to just say i used to just be known as the foreigner um 
and so they were just they just involved me in everything which was such a I just felt at home which was so important being over there and since you didn't have to share this with any other international on campus which I would say the places where we end up helping students typically there's a lot of internationals there, but in your case, it's a little bit different, but you didn't have to share share mm-hmm. this uh, hospitality with anyone else. And was it no, maybe even me. too much or? <laughs> no, she was, yeah, it was all me, just me. And I would get, I'd be, I was so lucky. I had them bringing in, me in every weekend. I formed such a good relationship with, uh, they became my family at the end of the day. Uh, and she still is like my best friend now. Um, and I can't wait. She was meant to come over. She finally got her passport. She was meant to come over this year, but due to COVID, she's it's obviously being held back. But when I do get to see her again, it's just going to be the relationships that you form again because you're just surrounded by people that care about the same thing. And it's just it's something that you can't necessarily find over here if you're not quite making it to professional level. Yeah. And you came to Alabama and it's not all glitter and glam. I mean, you've had some challenges that you've uh, faced and and you overcame them and i think looking back at your story really helped shape who you are uh i mean in your junior year you struggled with uh with with your health how how did that Mm. impact you so the the hard thing about transitioning to a second university the the i guess you could say the uh the bad side to it is that you've almost got to prove yourself again you've already done it your uh your freshman year but then you transition to a new college and you've got to prove yourself again even though you're not a freshman but you're almost treated like a freshman again you're still carrying the bags to to the uh to training practice etc etc um and over time we we used to train at like 12 one o'clock midday heat um and just slowly over time i just my fitness levels were just deteriorating um I'd be cramping up during training. Um, I, I couldn't play any longer. And in the end, I ended up getting redshirted. Uh, for those who don't know, redshirt is uh, if you are injured, you can take one year, one season off, uh, and you can reclaim that year back because you only have four years uh, when you go over to the States to play. So if you can't play for one season, they can redshirt you and then you can use that for when you are fit. So that's what I did. Um, but I was still uh, training, et cetera, et cetera. Um, still had to turn up every day um and it just continuously got worse um but didn't really was never really given an answer it was kind of just deemed as I was unfit uh which obviously mentally did a lot for me as well uh I lost a lot of belief like I spoke about confidence I lost all of my confidence because I, I started to believe that perhaps I just wasn't the player that I used to I thought I was um so a good year went by um and I ended up finding out that I was anemic. I'd come back to London. I got a blood test done and I was severely anemic and iron deficient. Um, I came back the for my senior year. Um, funnily enough, lost preseason um, and actually then became captain of that team. I played for the most part of that year. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that is... Uh, talk about uh, a setback. You know, you, you're training hard and then you're just... You're fit. Yeah. It seems like your fitness is getting worse. Uh, obviously, finding out after that long that it was anemia, and, you know, that is hard to deal with, both physically and, and mentally. But that you managed to obviously find the root cause and, and then manage to to get your iron levels back to where they need to be, and then come back, bossing it, becoming team captain uh, in your last mm-hmm. season. 
uh, or, or his senior year. I mean, with that red shirt, it was probably a very smart move. You would then be able to play. Uh, and, and you, you played another season in the falls. So you, you graduated after four and a half years. Normally, it would take yeah. four, but you, with your situation, you could uh, extend it a little bit, which was probably I did the same thing. It was nice. I played. Uh, well, I, I started this business in my, uh, you know, in my super senior with with Stuart, so we were could focus on that, and and it was nice to not do a full course load and mm. just focus on. Mm. Uh, yeah, not not uh, all academics. It was more for us starting this business, but also uh, you know playing. Yeah, that's it. Because I, I did the internship, so it was actually the first time that I was able to make money as well. Uh, like I wish I'd been able to travel more of the states whilst I was over there. But obviously, if your parents are financially um, supporting you, it's not really something that you can do, and you don't really get much time off as it is over there. And the time that you do, if you do, if you are fortunate enough to be able to travel back, you do um so yeah I was able to do the internship and yeah take a step back finally because I think at one stage I think I was trying to pull 28 hours at the end of my senior year to finish the degree off which again like yeah. in season if you've done it is it's uh That's, it's non-stop yeah that is non-stop that is, that is way too much probably to uh, that would be rushing 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 it through but uh, yeah the internship mm-hmm. you did that was with the athletic department it was yeah I helped uh dawn french yeah helps her just in the athletic department um just some basic stuff i think i just have to do it as part of my it wasn't specific to my degree it should have been uh, but i think that was just the best thing i could pull unfortunately again like being a foreigner i didn't have a car and i couldn't travel to have an internship at the physio etc so just to have it within at least an athletic department uh was enough for me to be able to um have that recognized yeah but you you talk about uh, making that new transition and being like a freshman, like a first-year student uh, all over again. But uh, I guess it's easier the second time around when you make that transition to your, to your last destination, the last school. Was it was it quicker for you? Despite your obviously challenges with yeah, with your, with unfortunately your because of those challenges that I faced, I couldn't play. Like I mean, I was walking up the stairs and nearly fainting because I would just be so I just didn't have any oxygen left being transported in my body. Uh, I was on minimal, so it's quite hard to say uh, really. Um, the girl I went over with actually, she she struggled. She didn't she didn't play the way she was a keeper. And she didn't play the way that she had done for two years in Juca, and she was a very good keeper. Uh, she actually then ended up transferring and didn't uh continue playing football for whatever reason um so again it's another challenge but at the end of the day like even just having that um that health concern is is the reason why I'm so passionate about what I do now with my coaching with my nutritional coaching etc I don't want anyone to ever have to go through that especially with females um the likelihood of you becoming iron deficient is is high so it's good to create awareness of that because if you are a female going over there, it's just something to maybe look at. And if you are feeling a little bit extra tired, don't just accept it. Let's let's let persist that you get the right tests done. Oh. Um, but like everything, yeah, you just got to you've got to take the obstacles straight in the face and try and get through them. Because otherwise, what other option have you got? You go back home. Is that really what you want to do? Um, I know at one point I thought I would, uh, but looking back on it, I'm so glad I persisted and carried on and yeah. finishing my degree you you build character that way and exactly. it's, not, it's not always smooth sailing this thing we call mm-hmm. life so it's it's important to take those challenges and turn them into something that'll be you know you're building 
building blocks and that's one little part of you that you can yep. if you can overcome it well you'll be better off uh, in the end um but you you still keep in touch with you, you did end up making good friends uh, in, in, <laughs> in alabama too and you i mean you, you've been over to visit some friends in, in norway to sweden um mm-hmm. so, so i guess those uh, friendships still they still remain yeah definitely you at the end of the day you share something you've had together and I actually really struggled coming back to England. I really lost myself because I ne- didn't have football anymore. Um, and I just wasn't really sure what to do. I didn't have the people around me anymore. And I was very lost. And I I, I didn't know what to do with my life. Um, so I really struggled. And you don't have that experience anymore that you can you have your uni friends because they're not living in the same country as you. So you can't meet up and talk about old times, etc. So nobody really gets it. Um, so I struggled with that. But then when you do have the opportunity to then, tra- yeah, move, like, when you do visit a country you've got certain people around in different countries that later on in life you can actually go traveling and go meet up with them again um which is something that you don't really create if you do stay in england at university i guess yeah well, it's uh, the pros and cons of, of everything exactly um, 100%. Yeah. but then you know that cap and gown moment uh mm. you know that's the that marks the end of a of an era you get your bachelor's degree you put on this black uh dress gown, gown yeah, and, and this cape. this <laughs> cape it looked like you've been at hogwarts uh <laughs> yeah. getting your degree but that is that a big moment for you to to get your diploma and, and handshake <laughs> I and by that well time done? i was like god i've got through it thank god um so but, it's more relief yeah, of course yeah, really. And just proud of myself that I had overcome all of that. And I still was walking out with a degree. I might not have been too happy of my performance on the field. Um, but I still, like you said, I managed to accomplish cap- captaincy. And I, I left college as a captain and also with a degree. So 100% like everything in life, when you finally get that reward for all of the hard work, it makes it all worth it. You forget all the bad stuff that happens or what you had to go through. You only remember the good things at the end of the day. Until 10 years later, you're like, God, that was a really hard time. So obviously, after four and a half years in the U.S., you had, you know, gained a ton of experience. You've been through some tough challenges and you've overcome them all. And right now you're a personal trainer at the number one gym in London, Equinox. Do I pronounce that right? Yeah, I think if you speak to an American, Equinox, but Equinox. Equinox. Yeah, Equinox. And uh, and you're also creating your own, you know, online platform to provide specific training related programs for, pe- you know, for different people. So mm-hmm. you have like a really exciting time for you right now. T- could you tell us a little bit about your life now as a PT and also the, uh, the training programs that you're coming up with? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously Equinox has been fantastic. Um, I've been there for a couple of years. Um, I touched upon earlier that I was fortunate to have a PT, uh, before I went over to the States, which I think was vital and just setting me up and having an understanding of what training might be like. And now with just more experience that I've got with my degree and training myself and training my clients, um, and just sports specific training, um, one-on-one coaching is expensive um and obviously not everyone can afford it um so the idea is i would love to be able to with my experience is to create something that's affordable for people but to still have a level of training that will benefit them on or off the pitch or it doesn't have to be on the pitch it doesn't have to be football swimming etc etc 
Um, so that's what I'm trying to create with online, especially with like COVID. I don't think everyone realized that everything can kind of be online. You can still get all the benefits of it. Um, and obviously it makes it cheaper. It makes it more efficient for people. So yeah, as well as the on what the one-to-one business, uh, which has been great. Um, I'm in the process or have now built a online platform to help people that can't necessarily get one-to-one help but needs that specific training to make sure that it's effective enough for them to either be able to perform to their best ability um, or just general everyday life. The, the kinesiology degree, the bachelor you ended up with, uh, was it always your plan to get into, into what you're doing now? Or is that something that just kind of the pathway was, was that in the end? I was a football coach when I was a teenager and I loved seeing, I loved being a part of another person's success. I loved seeing that you were a part of their development. Um, so PT was kind of like something I thought maybe I'd do it on the side. As soon as I took the PT course, after some traveling around like the world as well and the kinesiology and the, what happened to me with my health and it all just felt PT is, PT is more than just the training. It's the mental side of it. It's the physical side of it. It's the, it's the habit building, the lifestyle building, like in everyday life. Um, and I took the course um, and thought, yeah, I think that's something that I want to do um, one-to-one. Became, became good at it. Um, and I love it. Like it's, I, I personally feel like you've got to enjoy your job. It shouldn't feel like a job and it definitely doesn't. Um, and I will consistently, I'm, work towards making sure that I enjoy what I do and that's exactly what I do at the moment it's a nice feeling to I think that is important for longevity to to have something you're passionate mm. about and I, I especially with your background coming from the U.S. system where it's different but you have the support network also mm. uh, did you take a lot from what you learned and, and experienced in the U.S. and brought that back with you in in the oh, gosh, yeah. current job yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, the degree obviously has has helped in understanding the body. The body is complex. Um, and then obviously going through a system where my training was specific to what we did in the on the football pitch. Um, and we can say, I mean, it's now 10 years later that the, the research and the knowledge is obviously um, a lot greater now. So it can be that more specific, especially when it comes to female training. Uh, female training around your menstrual cycle etc I know Dawn Scott who was working with the US women's team is now over in England so that's very exciting for the female players over here and finally there is research into women um, and should there be a specific way we should train around our cycle our nutrition and there's a lot of research going on right now and it's really super exciting actually when it comes to female sports um, and actually working along your cycle and getting the benefits uh, at the right time of the month which is really cool so I'm, I'm concentrating on that at the moment that's good. And the things you learned in the classroom and you, you come back to England, were you prepared for, because you, you had a job between in between getting into the PT side of things. I mean, yeah. were, were you, uh, yeah, were you prepared for like the work life coming straight out of college when you, no. when you landed your first job? No. It, it definitely America and the school system brought back my competitiveness, which was which is exactly what I needed. I'd lost it so bad, like I said, uh, in England. That was brought out of me again, which now is what's helping me right now. But I actually went traveling for a couple of years after university. I felt super lost when I came back. Didn't really know what to do. I picked up a job, was pretty unhappy. 
I'd moved on from friends, unfortunately. And that's that's the hard part. I think that maybe is the part that people don't speak about is you you move on from your school friends. Um, they're still they're still here. They've got their life. They've continued to stay together. Whereas you've had four and a half years of nobody no, really knows what's gone on in four and a half years. And so much happens. And that's no fault of anyone to not understand it. But you you feel it. You've gone through it. So I think you expect stuff out of life. You want to like keep pursuing it, whether it is to take football to the next level, which I did try. But with the PT, it's the hours are just too crazy um so yeah like so many life experiences and now I now use um but yeah I went traveling after university for a couple of years which again has led me to where I am right now as well did you see a lot of the states uh, when you were over there I mean of course you have the away games and and but then it's mm. more like a business trip in and out get the three points hopefully yeah. and then back back, <laughs> yeah, yeah. back to base but did you travel around a bit and see see nice places Unfortunately not. The only traveling I did was during spring break. My first spring break was literally, literally America is like what you see in the movies. You walk into the cafeteria, it's the basketball team, American team, the people that study computer and you've got the soccer team and you've got the people in the middle. And what you see in the movies for that, 100%. And what you see for like spring break as well, that's what people usually say to me. Like, is it actually what it looks like in the movies? Like are the parties like that? And I'm like, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, so the spring breaks were pretty mad. Um, we just went to Florida for those. But unfortunately, I didn't get to see much of the States because of just financial. Um, it's not cheap being over there. You are with your with your family um, and they're supporting you. So, no, I'd love to go back to the States. As I said, it felt like home. Um, and I'm yet to decide on whether it could still be a place that I decide to go back to and live. I've just got to go and see more of it. Maybe the West Side, not Mississippi or Alabama. I've had my time there, but... Yeah, well, it's when when the world opens back up again. Hopefully, yeah. I think there's a lot of people longing to go back and uh, and see different parts of of the country. Um, what are your uh, biggest uh, tips and pointers for others? That let's say you were back 17, 18 years old, thinking about this. Some some key advice for for those that are thinking along the lines of going to the states and and, and study on a scholarship um it's not easy it could be easy for some people um I think rely on you you're with an agency use them uh, if they are offering support use that support there you are on your own um go in with confidence remind yourself why you've decided to choose this uh, lifestyle for yourself um and just work hard just work super super hard keep your head down enjoy it more than anything um and you'll eventually get like the results that you want um but just make sure that you do reach out for help when you need to um speak to your coaches um if there is anything bothering you if you are struggling with anything uh use the support networks um and yeah just enjoy it i know that sounds so boring but it's about to be so great. It's so much fun. And not many people do this. Not many people just decide to up and leave and go to a new continent and just, I know it's a lot more common now, but um, yeah, if you're not enjoying it, then you've got to think twice, but try and do what you can. Um, yeah. And hopefully you'll look back on it one day and realize how it has shaped you to be the person that you are now. Uh, I think those years between 18 to say 23. Uh... You're so young. 
<laughs> you're very young, but you, you, f you feel like you, you're in a rush, but you're, you're probably not, yeah. uh, or you, you are definitely not. There's so many things mm -hmm. you're going to learn. Um, and yeah. some, some kids take a gap year. You know, they don't go like you did straight from, from your A-levels and then go. Some people might take a year. Some people even start university and do one year, say in England, and then transfer over. Yeah. You know, there's so many ways. And just embrace ways. it as well. Like if you're given an opportunity out there, take it. Because you don't want to look back and be like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what would have, that would have done for me. Anything small, spring break or an opportunity at university, just take it. You can always say no later on. You, you've definitely been in the States when you have that mindset, Charlotte. That's, yeah. that's nice <laughs> that you uh, that you have that. Uh, that's really good. But I, I think there's um, there, there's plenty of... You, you are a resource for young and hopefuls going over. And I think to listen to your story and, and, and get more help, you know, you have a preseason that's quite demanding when you, when, when you come across. You, you, yeah, you can't... Uh, uh, prepare yourself for the 35 degrees Celsius heat, mm -hmm. but you can definitely come in the best shape of your life and have trained uh, properly because this is a yeah. different preseason than to what you're used to in from, yeah. from England. Yeah, yeah uh, you want to get onto that plane feeling like you've done enough to put yourself in the best position that you can be and then just embrace it when you get there and then just continue to work harder. Um, I think this will inspire a lot of people trolls yeah 100 uh, percent. and charlotte we uh we know between your high-end clients at uh, equinox and uh, uh you know business schedule with your online platform we really appreciate that you came on i uh, can't believe it's been yeah 11 years since the cost of coffee but then we're sitting here in our studio you're you're sitting in london doing great uh, and it's it's really nice to have seen seen that journey and how it's unfolded. So uh, thank you so yeah. much for, for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. <laughs>